What's happening? Oh, you know what's happening. You know what's happening. Breaking news is happening in the New England Patriots world. Offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien is gone ski. O'Brien headed to Ohio State to be their offensive coordinator. This according to ESPN's Pete Thamel just about 30 minutes ago. So Bill O'Brien is gone from the Patriots. I'm with you here on a breaking news podcast on Thursday night, my third podcast of the day. We keep it rolling. We keep it trucking. I didn't eat my pudding yet. It's fine. My pudding can get pushed on a Thursday night. Bruins just won. Pasta was a beast. So let's get into this. I want your thoughts, your comments right away. Throw them in. Don't forget to give us that thumbs up as we come to you live, breaking this news. Thumbs up. Every thumb in the YouTube world means a like, and that means more eyeballs, more likes, more eyeballs. Comment and subscribe. Okay. Now we know. Now we know, at least partially, why Gerard Mayo did not want to get into details offensively during his introductory press conference. A lot of people were upset. A lot of people were criticizing Gerard Mayo and Robert Kraft for lack of detail. Many people wondering, why aren't they talking about their offense? What's the philosophy? What are you going to do? What's the scheme? And now we know at least partially why they did not get into that detail yesterday. Because they knew this was happening, folks. And this is why sometimes, as tough as it is, you have to give the benefit of the doubt. We have no clue what's happening behind closed doors. We have no idea if Bill O'Brien's staying, if he's going, where he's going. Robert Kraft and Mayo do. The people within the fabric of that organization in that facility in Foxborough, they know. They know what's going to happen. And so it's obvious that Mayo and Kraft knew that Bill O'Brien was leaving. So Bill O'Brien to Ohio State, and there's a lot happening behind the scenes. There's no doubt. Let's jump into this. Nick says, I'm actually happy about this. I'm happy about this, too. I am happy about this, too. We'll put all the pieces together as we sit here together on this Thursday night. But I am happy, too, Nick. Same name, same feel, same vibe. I'm happy because the number one option, and we discussed this on a podcast earlier this week, the number one option to me for Gerard Mayo was to go outside of the walls, to not go with Bill O'Brien, to not go with Josh McDaniels. The number one priority for me with this offense was a new offensive system. Bring somebody in with new ideas. Bring somebody in with creativity. Bring somebody in who has experience with offenses that have been effective in the NFL for the past several years. And now this has opened the door for that to happen. Patrick Totten jumps in and says, this is a great day. So Patrick is very, very happy. Roll Pats, (laughs) O-M-F-G-G-G. Gregory Brown brings up McDaniels. All right, so let's talk about Josh McDaniels here for a minute. Bill O'Brien, out of town. We know he gone. What's this mean for Josh McDaniels? Now, Josh McDaniels is in the area. He has not sold his house, according to Mike Giardi. He could be interested in returning to the Patriots and being Gerard Mayo's A1 offensive coordinator. However, let's not forget about the news earlier today. Bill Belichick is going to Atlanta for his second interview this weekend. I don't think Belichick is going to Atlanta to have a second interview unless that thing is very, very close to happening. We all know that McDaniels and Belichick have a fantastic relationship. 
would McDaniels be willing to leave Bill Belichick to coach for Gerard Mayo? And how does Belichick feel about Mayo? And how does Belichick feel about McDaniels and the possibility of him staying here? So the McDaniels idea, I would have to imagine. And look, this is partially a guess, but also due to what I've read and talking to some people, I would guess that McDaniels is more likely to go with Belichick than stay here with Gerard Mayo. Now, the one thing we don't know, the one thing we don't know is family. How important is family to Josh McDaniels? He just went to Vegas for a couple of years. He obviously had his stint in Denver. He had his stint in St. Louis. Does he just want to be home? I just left a successful job out in Sacramento about five, six months ago because I came back home to be with family, to be with friends. The wife wanted to be with family. So if McDaniels wants to be with family, that's a part of this story that we have no idea. We have no idea how he personally feels. If it's just the job, I think McDaniels would go with Belichick. David Burnham jumps in. I'm glad Bill O'Brien did questionable things with the offense this year. I didn't love all the play calling. You don't know how much it is on him and how much it is on the lack of talent, especially on the offensive line, the quarterback problems. But I did not think that O'Brien got the most out of this offense, even though it was difficult to get a lot out of this offense. D22, Williams 22, good luck to you, Billy O. Yes, good luck to you. Val, that makes sense. Best for all concerned, just didn't work out in New England. So I think Josh McDaniels ends up sticking by Bill Belichick's side. Bill O'Brien is obviously headed to Ohio State. This is an opportunity. This is the opportunity that I think many of you out there have been waiting for. This is the opportunity for Mayo to change the Patriots' offense, to fundamentally change the offense of this football team, the same offense that we've watched for almost a quarter of a century. This is the opportunity for Gerard Mayo to kick the Patriots' offense into 2024, to look at offenses like Kyle Shanahan's offense, to look at offenses very similar, like Sean McVay's offense, to sprinkle in some things that maybe Mike McDaniel has done down in Miami. The door is wide open now for the Patriots to change things. The antiquated offense. We've discussed this on the podcast before, that this system, this scheme, it's antiquated. It's old school. It puts a lot on the quarterback position. The only guy who has consistently been able to be dynamite running this offensive system happens to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady is the only dude that has consistently run this offense like an elite quarterback, top of the mountain kind of stuff. And it just so happens that Brady has a supercomputer for a brain. College offenses are simplified. Schemes are now simplified. Asking a young quarterback, especially you're sitting there at number three, if you are going to draft Drake May or Jaden Daniels or somebody else, maybe you wait for Michael Penix or Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy, whichever quarterback is your desire, aside from Caleb Williams, who is probably going to go first overall, no matter who the young quarterback is, if you draft a young quarterback, you bring that guy in, the system that has been run here in New England for so long is so damn difficult. 
on that young quarterback. It's not only difficult on the quarterback, it's also tremendously difficult on the wide receivers because the scheme is so precise. It's all about timing. It's all about being on the same page. And now you can walk away from it. Now you can walk away from it. You can revolutionize the way your offense runs with the New England Patriots. I think this is exciting. I think this is an opportunity to really kick Gerard Mayo's career as head coach off on the right foot. I honestly believe that. Evan jumps in, says, things seem to be moving extremely quickly with this news all staff removed from the site. It's a new era. It is a new era. And that's why I've been trying to preach some patience on Twitter today, which is hilarious because Twitter slash X patience, they don't go well together. But Evan brings it up. That's why I've been talking about we have no idea what's going on. We have no idea who Mayo has talked to. We have no idea where McDaniels, O'Brien, all these other guys are going to go. We, we have no freaking clue. We have no clue what's happening on the offensive staff. We have no clue what's happening in the front office. We don't have much of a clue what's going to happen with the defensive staff. We think it might be DeMarcus Covington. Jonathan Phillips jumps in. Nick, I hope that under the new OC, the run game will be totally revamped. O'Brien was too pass happy. The run game stunk. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, a lot of people think about Sean McVay's offense, and they think that it's just pass, 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 pass. That's not the case. When the Rams have been at their best, they run the football. Sean McVay especially likes to run the football in the red zone. So when you look at these new fancy pants offenses, look at Mike McDaniel, right, in Miami with Achan. I mean, they have a ridiculous run game with their set of running backs. Look at Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Run-based offense. That offense went to a new level when they brought in Christian McCaffrey. Jayhawk says, retweet your OC list. I will get to my OC list in a minute. I will get to that OC list. Who could the Patriots be looking at? Who could be responsible for kicking the old system out and bringing a new system in? We will go over some of those names in just a couple of minutes. Bramble Bray says, Bob wanted to get away from the chaos and the potential drama of Atlanta with Bill. Time to be his own man again. Good luck, Billy O. Well, maybe, maybe. Look, Bill O'Brien, I think, wants to be a head coach again. At some point, he wants to be a head coach. This move for him makes a lot of sense. Ohio State is obviously a premier program. They have a chance at the college football playoff every year. The college football playoff is going to expand to 12 teams this coming season. So now you put yourself in a position to be the offensive coordinator of one of the top programs in all of college football. And if Ohio State stumbles in any kind of way, I think Ryan Day is on thin ice. So what Bill O'Brien has done here, he has positioned himself well. Because as OC of Ohio State, he can go to another college program as the head coach in a year or two. He can go back to the NFL if he does a good job at Ohio State. Or if Ryan Day fails, if he stumbles, he can replace Ryan Day as the head coach of Ohio State, which is, again, an elite program. So this is positioning by Bill O'Brien. I think he was uncomfortable in New England. I think he was uncomfortable all year. 
I think obviously he was upset with Bill Belichick for not allowing him to pick his own coaching staff. I think he was frustrated by the lack of talent that was given to him. I think he was pissed about the offensive line. I think he didn't see eye to eye with some people in the building. And some of that has to do with Belichick as well. Pat Almeida says, I love these late night breaking news pods. Seems like good news. Maybe some new blood coming in from Mayo and the Pats. Yes, by the way, a lot of comments are streaming in. If you want to jump the line, you can throw a super chat my way. Super chat jumps you to the front of the line. It also donates some Scotto to yours truly. I don't get paid outside of the ads that I do here with YouTube, which is not a ton of money. So every little bit helps. So if you want to jump the line, throw in a super chat. Ricky, when people ripped Belichick, why did no one say, give them the benefit of the doubt? We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Ricky, because we've been through this, my man. Belichick was given the benefit of the doubt for years. I don't know what you're talking about. I appreciate you, but I have no idea what your point is. Belichick was given four freaking years to prove that he could make this a winning football team consistently post-Brady. He got the benefit of the doubt. How long is the statute of limitations, Ricky? Were we supposed to wait for Bill Belichick to continue to be bad if that was the case for the next three, four, five years? Did we want to see him limp towards Don Shula's record? Bill Belichick is the definition of benefit of the doubt. The Crafts did not start to meddle until after the Patricia Joe Judge debacle. How much benefit of the doubt did he deserve? What are we doing here? Acorn 316. Does he need a ride to the airport? <laughs> I don't know if he's going to pay you. I don't know if he tips well. Matthew Wilson. I think Bill O'Brien's fate was sealed when he couldn't be better than Matt Patricia's offense. Yeah, I mean, that's something that Michael Holly has been all over. You know, he has consistently been all over that. The idea of, you know, this wasn't much better than it was with Patricia. I think that is unfair to Bill O'Brien, honestly, because the offensive line was awful this year compared to 2022. Ramondre Stevenson got off to a very slow start. Don't forget that this year for the first month and a half. He didn't look like he was physically okay. Then when he kicked it into gear, the offense got a little bit better. Let's also not forget that Bill O'Brien had to deal with Juju Smith-Schuster. You replaced Jacoby Myers with Juju Smith-Schuster, which was a disaster. Matt says, bring me Nick Cayley. Get to him in a couple minutes. Again, I've got some names. I've got some names for you. Cisco, both bills gone, dot, dot, dot. Finally. <laughs> Finally. They're both gone. All right. So who could Gerard Mayo look to hire? Let's look at some of those names. And I'll start with the name that was just brought up. Nick Cayley. Who's Nick Cayley? Nick Cayley. Just remembered Dave Chappelle. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Anyway, Nick Cayley, Rams tight ends coach. Okay. He's out there in L.A. with Sean McVay. He has a lot of experience here in New England. He was a tight ends coach with the Patriots. Cayley was the guy that a lot of people thought would get the job instead of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Belichick decided to go with Judge and Patricia instead of promoting Kaylee to the OC. So Kaylee, he went west. So he has a he has an experience between the Patriots offense and also he now knows the McVay offense. 
and tight ends coaches are usually very creative. I know Nick Cayley also worked with the red zone offense with Josh McDaniels towards the tail end of his Patriots coaching career. So Nick Cayley is a guy that, you know, he, ha- he has ties to the market. He obviously knows Gerard Mayo. He was on the same coaching staff as Mayo for a few years. And he's someone that has that Sean McVay background now. So I think Nick Cayley is one of those guys we keep a very close eye on. Somebody else. Th- this is somebody who I love. Shane Waldron. Now, Shane Waldron, he was the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks the last couple of years. He turned Geno Smith around last year. Geno wasn't as good this year. But I like Shane Waldron. He also was here in New England for a short stint. So Waldron has, again, experience within the market, experience with some of these coaches. He knows the scene. He understands the Patriots. He understands the surroundings, the stadium, all of those kinds of things, the facilities. He spent time in New England, but he also spent five years with Sean McVay. So think about Shane Waldron for a second. He spent time coaching under Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Sean McVay. Okay? So he has experience with the Patriots offense. He has a lot of experience with Sean McVay's offense. And then he was able to put together his own offensive plan for Seattle the last couple of years. He is obviously looking for a gig because Pete Carroll has been moved upstairs. So the the names I'm looking at to start, Nick Cayley, Shane Waldron, whichever order. Another guy that I think is very interesting is Zach Robinson. Zach Robinson is the Rams passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Zach Robinson was drafted by the Patriots. I think it was back in 2010. So he played the quarterback position. He was drafted by the Patriots. He understands the Patriots offense. If he wants to sprinkle in some of that, he was here when Gerard Mayo was here. Don't know if they're friends. Don't know if they're BFFs. No freaking clue. But Zach Robinson is somebody who has worked with quarterbacks. He is the passing game coordinator for Matthew Stafford in that Rams offense. He is obviously from the Shanahan McVay tree. So I think Zach Robinson is a very, very interesting name. You have thoughts, you have names, throw them at me. Michael Lally jumps in and says, Mayo can bring in someone to transform this offense into the new era. O'Brien was handcuffed. He clearly wasn't happy. Yeah, I, I think I think it's rather obvious that Bill O'Brien was not thrilled. Buddy of mine, Greg Bedard, I do the Patriots podcast with him, of course. Just finished one earlier today. You can check that one out, but... You know, Bedard has talked about how O'Brien is not too happy and and he's looking to get out. He said that a week or two ago. He was one of the first guys that I heard say that O'Brien could be looking for an escape route. And here it is. He found it. Exit, stage left. That's what he's doing. Back to some names. Let's get some more names. So I gave you Nick Cayley. I gave you Shane Waldron. I gave you Zach Robinson. If you're going away from the McVay-Shanahan offense, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy is a name I've brought up. We talked about this a little bit earlier this week on the podcast. You can check the channel. By the way, don't forget, throw a thumbs up. More thumbs means more eyeballs. We're trying to build this community. I'm a one-man band. I don't have a producer. I don't have any of that stuff. I do this all on my own. I don't have a social media team. None of that. No corporate backing. Just you and I. Chilling here in Foxborough. So 
If you could, give us that thumb up because all the likes mean the world to us. If you're watching on Facebook, like this. If you're watching on Twitter, X, like this. Give us a comment on Twitter and X. And if you're watching on YouTube especially, give us that like. It takes a second of your time. Okay, so Eric Bieniemy, he obviously helped develop Patrick Mahomes. Extensive experience in Kansas City with Andy Reid, the West Coast offense. I don't think that Bieniemy is going to be a head coach. Eric Bieniemy has had lots and lots of interviews to be a head coach, and he has not landed a head coaching job. I think that should tell you, it should tell me something. So I don't think Eric Bieniemy is going to be a head coach anytime soon. Could be wrong. I have not even seen his name being brought up during this hiring cycle. So I don't think you have to worry about Bieniemy being a flight risk for at least the next couple of years. So Eric Bieniemy absolutely would be on my list. Kellen Moore, Chargers offensive coordinator. He coordinated top offenses in Dallas in 2019 and 2021. He obviously had a quarterback career. He has a background working with quarterbacks. He has a background developing quarterbacks, helped develop Dak Prescott. I do think Kellen Moore is a flight risk, and you have to keep that in the back of your head. If you bring in a new offensive coordinator, which it obviously looks like you're going to, if you're going to do that, then you've got to make sure that that staff is built up. The staff will need depth. You're going to need multiple guys on the offensive staff so you can make sure, so you can make sure that if your OC leaves, if your OC is a flight risk, you have somebody behind that offensive coordinator that can then replace him. That was one of the big mistakes that Belichick made. McDaniels left. He did not have a plan. People thought it would be Nick Cayley. He thought otherwise. Went with Patricia and Judge instead. So if you're going to bring in a Cayley, a Waldron, a Robinson, a Kellen Moore, if you're going to bring in one of those guys, make sure that you have a staff that you're working on. Udika X says, I don't think Mayo is stupid enough to hire Troy Brown as OC. Troy didn't do a good job as receivers coach. Yeah, I'm not high on Troy Brown. I think Troy Brown, with all due respect, great patriot and all of that, I don't want Troy Brown to be offensive coordinator. He did not do nearly a good enough job with the receivers. I don't think he has earned that. If he wants to go with Bill down at Atlanta, if that's what happens, then go right ahead. Eight cylinders to life. Mayo better get really busy. Now has to replace the entire offensive staff as well, which is the most difficult part of building the future. I would say that Mayo knew this was going to happen, right? I'm sure Mayo had fair warning that O'Brien was leaving the building. I'm sure that Mayo has been making phone calls. Uh, many people, Jeff Howe and others, have reported that Mayo has been making calls. He's been, you know, lining up possible interviews. You know, it could be, it could be quite possible that aside from a Josh McDaniels bomb being dropped, it is possible that we haven't heard of any offensive coordinator interviews because it would have been disrespectful to O'Brien and his situation, right? If it was being floated out there that the Patriots were holding interviews for the OC job, not a great look. You're chopping O'Brien down at the knees. And we know that the Crafts have a good relationship with O'Brien. So I'm sure Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft, I'm sure they said, look, if you're going to talk to people outside of the building, 
for an OC job and you're trying to build your offensive staff, let's keep it on the hush-hush because what we don't want to do is embarrass Bill O'Brien. Bill came back. He worked with this offense. He wasn't given a lot to work with. So out of respect for him, let's not go down that road. And I think absolutely, absolutely, that could be a big part of why Gerard Mayo didn't say a lot about the offense yesterday or the offensive staff because he didn't want to put Bill O'Brien on front street, right? He he wanted to protect O'Brien. The Crafts wanted to protect O'Brien. Ed jumps in and says, I don't think Bill O'Brien was allowed to run the offense the way he wanted. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. You know, how much of a heavy hand did Belichick have? We know that Belichick was very conservative on fourth down, his fourth down decision-making. We know that Bill at times wanted to play this conservative with the offense. So how much did that play a role? we got a couple of guys here. Matthew Medeiros jumps in and brings up Brian Hartline. Maybe we can grab him as wide receivers coach. David Burnham had the uh, same idea. Brian Hartline, maybe. Look, I- I'm I'm up for all ideas, honestly. Again, I don't think Troy Brown did a good job. The wide receiver core has not been great with their route running. They've been awful on the details. So bringing in a new wide receiver coach, I am all for it. I am all for it. Mark E. Romano, interesting angle here. If Jaden Daniels is their target at number three, would they look to bring in someone from the LSU staff? Maybe. I I think, look, all options. All options are on the table. If you're Gerard Mayo, you're calling several people unless you have something done with McDaniels, which, again, I think McDaniels will end up with with Bill Belichick. I I think you're calling everybody. Evan says, Wes Welker, dark horse candidate. I saw Evan Lazar bring up Wes Welker a few moments ago on Twitter slash X. Certainly an interesting name. We know that Wes Welker had an issue with Bill Belichick. That kind of kept him away from any New England thoughts. Now that Belichick is out, what kind of relationship does Welker have with Mayo? I don't know. I have no idea. Johanan says, more fallout yet to come. It feels that way, doesn't it? It feels that way. It feels like there's going to be some significant turnover within this staff, on the field. You could have it in the front office, especially if Belichick makes the move to Atlanta. It it does feel like we could see a lot. Cody Woods feels like the enemy would fit nicely with the young Jaden Daniels and his skill set. Could also help bring Jacoby Brissett in as a veteran backup. That's a great point. Brissett was in Washington with Biennemi this year. All right, let's get back to some names on the offensive coordinator list that I have. How about Clint Kubiak? He is the San Francisco 49ers passing game coordinator. He's from the Shanahan and Kubiak tree. Obviously, he is the son of Gary Kubiak. But if you look at Clint Kubiak in 2021, He was the Vikings offensive coordinator. He did a really good job with Kirk Cousins. Cousins had a very good season that year. So Kubiak could be somebody. Mike LaFleur. He's from the Shanahan McVay coaching tree. He got an opportunity in in New York for the Jets, but he was also handcuffed by Zach Wilson. Offensive line play, that was terrible. And not much receiver help. 
So Mike LaFleur, obviously brother of Matt LaFleur, who's done a great job in Green Bay. He's somebody that you could look at. Now, why would LaFleur leave as the Rams offensive coordinator? He doesn't call the plays. Sean McVay calls the plays. So when you look at the OCs on this list, Shane Waldron, Seattle OC, Pete Carroll kicked upstairs. He's looking for a gig. Kellen Moore, OC with the Chargers. Obviously, Brandon Staley, gone. He's looking for a gig. Mike LaFleur, Rams OC, Sean McVay calls the plays. The next guy on my list is Frank Smith. He is also an offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Now, of course, the Dolphins in division, they might be hesitant to allow permission for the Patriots to speak to Frank Smith, but Frank Smith does not call the plays. Mike McDaniel does. Now, does Smith try to leverage interviews to get the play-calling duties? I'm not sure, but Frank Smith, he's coached under Mike McDaniel. He's coached under John Gruden. He's coached under Sean Payton. So three big-time offensive coaching names. He's coached under all of them. Cliff Kingsbury. Now, he's going to interview with Chicago on Friday, tomorrow, which makes you wonder if Chicago is going to draft Caleb Williams, or in the very least, they're trying to get information on Caleb Williams. But Cliff Kingsbury is the USC offensive analyst, senior offensive analyst and quarterbacks coach. He obviously helped guide Kyler Murray to not one but two Pro Bowls. He's a definite flight risk. And another name I've got is Liam Cohen. He is a Rhode Island guy. He was born in Warwick, close to my heart. I spent 30 years of my life in Rhode Island. So he's a Rhode Island guy. Uh, he has coached or did coach under Sean McVay for four years. He was last in the NFL in 2022 as the offensive coordinator for the Rams. He is at uh, the University of Kentucky right now. He is the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator for Kentucky. Stoops has done a good job with that program. He went to Kentucky, obviously, again, because he was not calling the plays for Sean McVay in L.A. So those are some names I've got for you. Nick Cayley, Shane Waldron. Zach Robinson, Eric Bieniemy, Kellen Moore, Clint Kubiak, Mike LaFleur, Frank Smith, Cliff Kingsbury, and Liam Cohen. If you're going outside the building, if McDaniels is not going to be that guy, then those are some names I'd be looking at. And I really would start at the top of the list that I just gave you because we have to think about relationships. Relationships matter. What relationships matter? does Gerard Mayo have with some of these guys? Nick Cayley was in New England when Mayo was here. Shane Waldron. I've got to look up Shane Waldron when he was here, but I'm sure. I'm sure Shane Waldron was here when Gerard Mayo was with the Patriots, either as a player or a coach, because you know Mayo spent so much damn time as a Patriot. So I have to imagine that Waldron was here, but I'll look it up as I bide my time. My computer's going slow, so let's take a look at a comment or two. That'll work. Random Boston Clam Chowder fan. Is this good or bad? I think it's good. I think it's good. I have wanted the Patriots to get away from the antiquated system that they have had for a quarter of a century. I want some new blood. I want to see some new offense. So Shane Waldron was the Patriots tight ends coach in 2009. So Yes, he was here when Mayo was here, uh, but it was only for one year. Well, he was here in 08 and 09. Sorry, offensive quality control coach. 
but he's been a bunch of places. If you want somebody with a vast background, I mean, he has been all over the joint. Shane Waldron was with the pay was with the Patriots. He was with the Hartford Colonials. He was at Buckingham Brown and Nichols School. He was with UMass. He went to uh, the Skins back in 2016. Then from 2017 to 2020, he was with the Rams. And then, of course, he went to Seattle to be their offensive coordinator in 2021. But you've got to think about relationships. You've got to think about connections in the network of Gerard Mayo. So Nick Cayley, Shane Waldron, Zach Robinson, probably not a, a huge link, but those are the names that you're looking at. At least to start. David says, know anything about the Browns offensive coordinator that they just let go? That's Alex Van Pelt, I believe you're you're talking about, former NFL quarterback. Uh, look, he, he's been in Cleveland. Kevin Stefanski is the mind behind that offense. Stefanski calls the plays. So it's a very similar situation that you see with Mike McDaniel and Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and Kevin O'Connell. A lot of those guys from the Shanahan McVay tree, pretty much all of them that have become head coaches call their own plays. But I thought it was interesting because obviously Cleveland did a really good job with three or four different quarterbacks this year. Would that team win 11 games? So I think those are the coaches that you're looking at. Very, very interesting times. Dan Gordon says this seems to indicate real change is possible and that creeping incremental Belichickism isn't going to happen. I take it as a positive. It's interesting. You know, how much did O'Brien want out? How much did Mayo want O'Brien out? Again, I don't think the Crafts wanted O'Brien out. So how did this all come together? Was it a mutual parting of ways? <laughs> which is always the interesting thing, the mutual parting of ways. But there's, you know, there's an awful lot that I think is going to happen here over the next week or two. That people sitting back and they're wondering, oh, you know, why aren't they doing anything? Stuff is happening behind the scenes. Just because you don't see it happening doesn't mean that it's not happening, right? Yohannan says, I haven't said this in a while. I'll say it now. Hit the like button for Nick. Thumbs up. All the thumbs up. More thumbs means more eyeballs. We're trying to build this brand. Likes, comments, subscriptions. If you're eventually listening to this on uh, Spotify or Apple Pods, rate and review. Charlie, with a super chat, you jumped the line. Charlie donates 10 bucks to the program. Charlie, I appreciate you, my man. Can't say enough about you. Uh, you have made multiple donations to this show over the last few weeks. Means the world to me. Means the absolute world to me. It's not the reason why I jump on. I jump on and do this stuff because I love it. I've been in radio for more than 10 years. I absolutely love doing this. Right now, the opportunities are not out there. Moving back home for family reasons. Again, left a very successful job out in California. So this is what I'm doing. Trying to put this thing together and build this network and build this podcast. And people like Charlie, again, jumping in throwing a super chat at me is just awesome. Absolutely awesome. I just want to look at some of this. Shooter McGavin says uh, Kingsbury. So he wants Cliff Kingsbury. 
M. Centel Chapman says, yes, sir, LFG. I think a lot of people are going to be happy about this. G. Regis, I'm happy about this news. And I wonder, I wonder if this is going to change the math when people talk about Gerard Mayo. I don't think it's going to be enough just yet. Because, again, you don't know if O'Brien wanted out first and foremost, and this move was made because O'Brien wanted to be out of here. There were reports that he was unhappy. So, you know, I'm not sure exactly how this went down. I'm not sure if Bill O'Brien tried to play, you know, the bluff and it and it backfired on him. Let's not forget, Mayo had that stipulation in his contract. Did Bill O'Brien know that when he agreed to join the Patriots as offensive coordinator? Was that a surprise to O'Brien? Was O'Brien angry at the fact that Mayo had the succession plan stipulated in his contract? So, look, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on right now at the facility. There was a hell of a lot going on during this season. People were rubbing people the wrong way. So there could be a lot of different things. G. Reg, trying to figure out what time it is on the East Coast. Can't believe I'm catching Nick live while I live in Maui. Great show. Oh, G. Reg, I'm jealous of you, man. Maui. It's 10.37 p.m. here, Eastern time. We started this puppy at 10. All right, so here's the deal. Tomorrow, I'm back, 11 a.m. sharp. Telling you right now, I did a ton of research and prep work for the podcast tomorrow. And I can guarantee you that you're going to hear some things on tomorrow's podcast that you have not heard anywhere else in Boston. I've been doing the prep. I've been in the lab. Looking back, yesteryear, did some research for you. So I want to dive into that research, and I want to look back at this week. A crazy week for the Patriots. I'm going to reflect on this past week for the Patriots, and I have some thoughts. I have lots of thoughts on what went down and how some people, and I think tonight shines a light on this, some people, probably too many people, have been jumping to conclusions after the press conference that we saw yesterday. And I said that before this happened tonight at Nick C radio. You can follow me on Twitter slash X. I tweeted that out hours ago. People are jumping to conclusions. They don't know what's truly going on. So we'll look into that. And I also have an interesting question tomorrow that I want to ask all of you again, tomorrow, 11 a.m. right here on YouTube, Facebook X slash Twitter. Here's something else I want to ask. Will Bill Belichick sabotage Gerard Mayo? We'll think on that. We'll talk about it tomorrow, 11 a.m. Thank you for joining me on this breaking news podcast. Bill O'Brien headed to Ohio State as the offensive coordinator. This could be a new era here in New England offensively. I certainly hope it is. I am excited. I hope all of you are excited. And don't forget, give us that thumbs up. Throw comments in. Subscribe. We do this Monday through Friday. 11 a.m. Boston Sports Talk, done different. This is the Nick Cattle Show. Thanks to all of you. I appreciate you.